You're listening to If We Were Writing, a feisty triathlon-ish podcast. I'm Kelly O'Mara, and together with Sarah True, we head up a weekly group ride where we dish on all triathlon news and everything else-ish we want to talk about. We're joined regularly by Khadija Diggs and Jocelyn Wong-Neal, and Laura Sidal does her Sid Talk segment updating you on everything you need to know from the weekend. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If We Were Writing is a production of Live Feisty Media. Join us on our group ride. All right, we're on group ride four, I think. And we have Sarah back from Germany this week. Uh, and, and Jocelyn's out. But I, we have like a rotating group ride. So we have Sarah and Khadija today. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm I'm sad that I missed last week. Mm-hmm. And I will fess up because I know you're going to ask me about it. I didn't listen to last week. <laughs> I'm just going to out myself with that. And just you know what? Say I, I didn't... never listen to myself or I, like, yeah. yeah. I, so I wanted to, but I just was kind of overwhelmed with everything. Um, but I did miss you all. Oh yeah. I didn't miss you when you were recording because Austrian time, that was the middle of the night and I was snoozing. So I am committed to everybody, but not that committed. Not that committed. Not going to lie. I feel like, so you were in Germany for Zwift team training camp. And I feel like you have to tell us like, is it as cool? You gave me a tour once of the Zwift team house at world championships. And it's pretty, I mean, that one, it had like a movie theater. So is team camp as crazy? It's, oh, so it was kind of a whirlwind trip. Uh, Yeah, just, we were in uh, Germany for a couple days to the, go to the Canyon headquarters. Uh, The team used to be sponsored by Specialized. Now it's Canyon. Hence being in Germany. Uh, and then we went to Austria for a few days, mainly to get sick footage of people. I mean, honestly, it's a Just beautiful backdrop. Yeah. It's totally for the gram, all for the gram. And I am, I'm there for it. Um, no, where we were in Austria was a small town and it's the town where Red Bull headquarters are. Uh, just beautiful lake. You know, it's a it's a it's a four point two kilometer long lake, just clear water, a trail that goes around it, nice. incredible rolling hills, just you know, sound of music style, uh, cows and everything. But the hotel where we were staying, it's called Hotel Jakob, and the logo is Jakob, like his bald head. Um, it's a like a cartoon of the owner. Um, okay. yeah, very, in, I mean, but, I was like, is Jakob a thing? Are we supposed to no, know no, what this no. is? Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's a human. Okay. Jakob is a human. Um, but he's like super into triathlon and it's, it's kind of one of these sport hotels hmm. where you can go, uh, rent bikes from them. They have a mechanic, they have bike trainers, they have, you know, massage and everything. And it wasn't, you know, fancy, super expensive, um, but the foods there and everything is catered for you. We were 300 meters away from the lake and the pool. And oh, look at you talking in meters. Meters. That's what I was about to say. You're all European now. Well, I don't know. Like, yeah, just only because only the signs. Otherwise, I'm not going to, I, I'm not going to bother converting for everybody because I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm so Euro now. You're so Euro, after, yeah. After, after five days. Um, but I just, what I really loved was that, uh, I feel like it's a cultural difference where people go on vacation to exercise hmm. and, it's just normal. We saw so many people out hiking. And I was just thinking like, normally when people in the US go on a family trip, yes, you're gonna, you're an outlier if you go on the active holidays. But I feel like it's even now, like post in the pandemic era and all that with all the camping and the going going on hikes and renting bikes Mm. and doing like real road rides and a real ride. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Most people go on vacation to do nothing. And that's, that's boring to me. I, I can't, I can't, you know, I'm about to tell myself, I did not know Red Bull was headquartered in Germany. Yeah. It's like a joke, but they have one in, in California. They have like offices here in the U S too. So you might have like never noticed. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I gotta say though, I went on vacation last week and I like, we like straight up had no wifi, no internet. There was nothing to do. And um, it was kind of, it was nice for like a day. And then I was like, 
that there's nothing to do. So what'd you do? Did you bring board games or something? <laughs> well, I was actually like recovering from whatever. I slept a bunch. Yeah. So that's right. Okay. I, I slept. I read a book. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's I like that. I feel like I feel like a teacher probably has some good tips about active vacations with your van. With your van. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I always as, as soon as you said lake, I'm like, well, well, I wonder if they're swimming in that. So that's anytime somebody takes a picture and there's water involved, I'm like, can we swim in that when I go? <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Now I like to be in motion. We, my, me and my kids, we park by wherever, go swimming, hiking. I don't, I'm not the uh, sit by the pool and sip drinks kind of person. So, Oh, I like definitely am. Okay. <laughs> this is why sometimes I feel like I'm not like, I don't fit in with the triathlon. I'm always like, no, that sounds excellent. <laughs> so. I, just, I just get antsy and bored. So beach holidays. Not my thing. Um, because exactly that I don't like getting sandy. I don't like the sand. No. And then I just after maybe half an hour after playing in the waves for a bit, I'm like, now what? What am I supposed to do? And people just want to sit there. I find if there are enough drinks, then I'm fine. So all right, coming up on today's show, more about vacations, obviously. And then we're gonna talk uh Kona spots, world championships, other goals, if short course racing is coming back, and of course, Sarah's random question. Iron Women is excited to announce a new partnership with Bicycle, the largest global marketplace for pre-owned bikes. With more than 20,000 pre-owned and refurbished road, gravel, mountain, and triathlon bikes available, Bicycle connects buyers and sellers on a global scale and makes the process of buying and selling bikes safe, easy, and convenient for riders. We all know there are plenty of marketplaces and classified sites out there, but what sets Bicycle apart is their guaranteed buyer protection, secure payments, simple shipping, and first-class customer service. Additionally, when you sell a bike, Bicycle provides a bike box directly to your door and coordinates pickup at a time that works best for your schedule. That kind of service has me swayed and I'm cleaning up one of my old race bikes to sell on Bicycle right now. For a limited time, you can save up to $100 on your purchase at Bicycle by entering the code FEISTYTRY, all caps and one word, at checkout. That's code FEISTYTRY at Bicycle.com. B-U-Y-C-Y-C-L-E dot com. Chasing Epic is the essence of the Orca brand. It's about seeking moments in life that make us feel truly alive and connected to the beauty of the world around us. And let's be honest, with a lot of swim, bike, and run, we get to see a lot of beauty. Orca's been a longtime partner in Feisty, and we work with them year after year because we love their products and their commitment to creating amazing wetsuits made for women. I absolutely love my Orca wetsuit. Apex is number one, but there's a range of triathlon wetsuits. You can choose between flexibility, buoyancy, or a combination of both. Really, there's a wetsuit for every triathlete and for all of your epic adventures. As a feisty listener, you can get 15% off with the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. Get out there and chase some epic friends. So Jocelyn, I know, you know, we're getting older and aging and you've been using Amino Coast Heal as part of your like post-workout recovery, right? Yeah, it seems like after I became a mom and then turned 40, my recovering abilities really tanked. So as you remember, I then tore my meniscus, had to get surgery in my knee, and now I've had this lingering ligament injury in my foot. So I've been adding a scoop of the chocolate flavored heel to like either a glass of chocolate milk or a recovery smoothie. And I love that it helps accelerate muscle repair and reduce inflammation so I can keep training and racing hard in my 40s. Yeah. And so you use the AminoCo Heal chocolate. How do you like it? How does it taste? It tastes pretty good. I mix it up with a bunch of stuff. So it's like, tastes like a chocolate shake. And all AminoCo products are 100% science backed. It's, you know, Feisty's go-to essential amino acids. And you can get 30% off with the code writing, as in if we were writing, at AminoCo.com slash writing. 
You'll also get a free gift for new purchasers. That's AminoCo, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash writing and use the code writing at checkout for 30% off and a free gift. Okay, so Kelly, uh, I know I just got back from some international travel and, you know, Khadija obviously was in Tennessee, which is basically international travel. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But... We want to hear about where you are right now because you've crossed the border. I did. Uh, I'm in Victoria, Canada for basketball because as you know, a well-known basketball hotspot, Victoria, Canada, and it always weirds me out. So I don't know if you guys have this experience that you need a passport to come up here. Like I literally almost always forget my, my first ever Ironman, Ironman Canada, we flew into Seattle and we're supposed to drive and on our way to the airport, we realized we did not have passports and we were trying to figure out if we could just talk our way across and it was like, eh. No, no, you can't. Not really. Not anymore. Yeah, Back in the day, anymore. you yeah. yeah, used to be able to use your, I guess, your birth certificate or whatever. For sure. Canada, yeah. you could. They basically only made it super strict because we made it strict coming in. So they were like, well, screw you. So, Can but we it- use our passport cards or do yes. we have to use our? Okay. I was wondering because yes. I got the passport card and I was like, you can't use it anywhere. <laughs> you can use it coming in here. I mean, Canada's pretty chill. But so uh, the guy at the board asked me what I was here for, Sarah. And I was like, for the basketball game, obviously. It's not that big of a basketball. He was, <laughs> I just was pretended it was a real thing. Because um, if people don't know, so Feisty Media, which is the this podcast is part of, we have decided to get into get into the ball sports. And we're here for a big basketball game between Team Canada and Team Japan. And I was recruited for my extensive basketball knowledge. Clearly. Clearly. I mean, you write a lot about triathlon and talk a lot about triathlon. So why not basketball? You've been to some games. I have definitely been to some games. Yeah. And then uh, other Sarah was mostly focused on our outfits. Basketball outfits, as she called them. So Basketball outfits. <laughs> so you're going to play? Are you going to play? No. Oh, so just what you're going to wear to the game. Yeah, she decided that we needed basketball outfits. And then she thought I wasn't sure if it would be weird. Like, is that like showing up to a triathlon in a tri-kit to cover the triathlon? Like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. (laughs) Which I want to see. If a journalist came up to me wearing a tri-suit just casually, I would give them whatever they wanted interview-wise. I should put this in our notes for Kona coverage this year. Yeah. This is what we should do. Yeah. yeah. If if you went to a basketball game in basketball outfits, I think feisty media, they need to be in tri-suits to cover cover the race. I like this. Okay. Yeah. I will put this on our plan for you know for Kona for Kona coverage. Walk around all, in all the gear. They need oh, yeah, all, all the, gear. the oh arrow helmet. Yes. <laughs> race belt. Yes. <laughs> Are you guys going to Kona this year? Have you? Yes. Yes. I will not be there. I have two friends who are racing, but I'm not going to be there. So I don't know if you guys have been following then. There's been like this whole controversy about like, there's too many Kona spots. And then they like, can't get rid of the spots for Nice. And they're like rolling them down so far. And everybody's all worked up. And by everybody, I mean like slow twitch. It's all worked up about like, it's not, it's not hard anymore. And I have very mixed feelings about this. I don't know if you guys have. I mean, you've definitely heard this, right? You've heard this talk. Yeah. Okay. So on the flip side, mm-hmm. you need to have critical mass there. Right. So I'm just imagining a race where you don't have many spectators. Uh, you have one day of racing. Because let's be honest, people come to support and if you have fewer people racing, you're going to have fewer supporters, which means you're going to have fewer spectators. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, the women's race already felt kind of dead. It did. Out yeah. there. Because all so, the guys weren't spectating. Because right. Because they hadn't raced yet. Yeah. Right. So I'm just imagining uh, if they were to keep it really, really hard to qualify, then you're going to have fewer people on the islands. The expo is going to suffer because fewer companies are going to want to go to Kona. Uh, And then it's going to be not as special because I think those are the sorts of things that make the experience special for people racing. Mm -hmm. So 
Yeah, just on the flip side, like I think there's going to be a few years adjustment where people say, well, it's too easy to qualify. But in a few years, if you have that critical mass, the the specialness of the experience will stay intact. I don't know. Yeah. But then again, I'm not thinking about like qualification and whether a, or not. Yeah. I mean, it was also like super, super hard as a woman before like they expanded it this year. I mean, like really hard. Like you had yeah. to win. Yeah. My age group, you would have to win. There's, yeah. you have to win. So what, what's going on in Nice? Well, that then apparently they also can't get rid of those slots, which I think, and then everyone's like, see, nobody, nobody does, nobody wants to go to the not Kona, right? But it's obvious, like, also Ironman France is in like three weeks, and it's the same course, and it's less money, and also like people are having to pick one or the other if they had two people already qualify, and. And like, it's hard to get rid of triathlon spots generally right now, right? Like we're all this whole, like, it's still, people don't have jobs, there's layoffs, things are expensive, all that stuff, right? Like, it's like, eh, eh. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's hard to like read the tea leaves and say like, this is a failure before it even happened. Well, exactly. Let's, let's wait till the race happens and then we can tear it apart on the podcast. Until then, we're, we're cautiously optimistic. We're cautiously optimistic. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, also, you could have like other goals besides Kona. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Kona niece, whatever we're calling it. That, that's something about the sport that I've never really understood is that it's the be all end all for so many people. Um, I mean, yeah, okay. I guess with the history, it's cool and all. But there's so many other races. There's yeah. so many other goals to have. Uh, and it's just, I don't know. Maybe maybe I need to have more respect for like the specialness of Kona. But like, it's just, it's just a race. <laughs> I know as an age grouper, I really enjoy the multi-sport festivals. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's multiple days of racing. There's an event for everyone. I know when we had the multi-sport festival in Texas, I raced every day for four days and I was completely exhausted, but I spent every day I raced once. And then I spent the rest of the day cheering like a fool for everyone else. And I, I enjoy that. I really enjoy it when they have the, you know, the multi, the multi-sport festivals. Did you do the mixed team relay there? That's what I want to know. No, I was trying to get a relay team together. Um, I did do one last year and it was, it was a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun. That's what I want to get really into. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm enjoy. I have never done a ton of short course racing. The 70.3 is my baby, but I'm really enjoying. And I didn't realize I'm a little bit fast. (laughs) So I might, you know, I like the, I'm enjoying doing the shorter racing. What what seems cool about that sort of thing is it feels more community based. Yeah, where it's it's just being part of something bigger than yourself. Whereas I think the problem with like the you know the the Kona type races is you go there and you're focused on you. Um, and I just I just think the what you're talking about it sounds like a more of a celebration of the sport and community and yeah, just fun. Yeah, I I did. I did a a weekend type festival last year in Bentonville. And that was really fun because it was three races in two days. Mm -hmm. Um, And just the community comes out. It's people on mountain bikes and just like little kids racing. Yeah. You know, just there's something that's so fun about it and so approachable. And in a sport that is can be kind of elitist. like. I know. No. <laughs> Just having those approachable type celebrations. Very needed. You know what I think I might do? You're talking about that. Uh, that uh, S-Grail gravel triathlon thing they're probably going to have down in SoCal. Well, they are going to have it. Registration open. I just haven't decided yet. I haven't signed up yet. Well, they won't have it unless you come, though. I know. That's what I'm thinking. I'm not <laughs> for Dino. Whatever. <laughs> like... Do it. That, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, Big Bear's at a, whatever. It's a personal like elevation, and I'm like, and yeah. but, but it'll be it'll be cool. All right. After this break, we're going to talk about uh, concussions. I know, it's sad, but we'll, Sarah's going to solve all our problems. All right, so we have to keep Sid talk short this week because concussion protocol. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not I'm meant to be limiting my screen time and I, I say that laughing and jokingly but obviously I am taking it trying to take it really seriously yeah you're also supposed to take lots moment. of breaks and like stare out the window at the clouds yeah. and stuff this is what I've been told I, f- I feel like I was staring out the window at clouds for most of the day while I was in the hospital <laughs> in a in a room with you know in a foreign country I did have quite a nice view I could see the ocean and I could see some mountains so it was and it wasn't raining today like yesterday but yeah so our short our short summary of Ironman Brazil is Sid uh crash does not remember what happened no No. yeah um we'll do a short one and then maybe a longer one next time I um I crashed about 85k so just before the end of the first lap um and I remember thinking I was like near the turn for the end of the first lap saw 85k on my Garmin and that's the next minute that's the last thing I remember uh, before the crash. And then I remember um, waking up on the side of the road, on the other side of the road, um, with the ambulance or the medics already there. They already had my helmet off and they already had my glasses off. So I have obviously was semi-conscious before that, or they were talking to me, or they just decided to take my helmet off anyway. And I was sitting up, um, yeah, and then ended up going to hospital um and having a ct scan like nothing else is broken i don't think just like a few bruises and bumps and road rash but nothing massive but had a ct scan that said i had a small brain bleed so they had to keep me in for 24 hours of observation and then had a second scan today um unfortunately things hadn't got worse and they were felt happy enough to let me uh, release me. I don't know if that's discharge me. That's the right discharge word, isn't it? You. Discharge me. And um, check that. Yeah. I was okay yeah. to fly back to Boulder, but yeah. can't, can't drive, can't do anything until I've got further checks. So yeah, maybe we, I was saying like, we should, we should do a ask Kelly about concussion yeah. and brain, brain injuries and what I should be doing. But um, I know I've got to keep it, Pretty, I think the hard thing, and you'll know this, I'm not, I'm preaching to the converted, is like, because nothing is physically broken on the outside that you can see, it's really hard to get your head around it and or for other people to see that there's anything wrong. Okay. Um, and obviously I'm only day one. So, and touch wood, I, you know, I feel, yeah, my head is, it's not fuzzy, I don't think, and headachey, but it feels heavy every now and again. Um, and I certainly kind of sense, oh yeah, I just need to stop a minute. Um, I've obviously been limiting the other, you know, the hard thing you get taken to hospital and obviously it's mid race. So like my phone was in my morning clothes bag and I had no way of like contacting my parents, which was obviously the main thing. I was not obviously not worried about social media at that point, but just getting notes to word to family and stuff and, and close friends that I was kind of like where I was, um, because you don't know what's happening right in the race and this is uh, my husband's like number one job at my races is just to like text my mom kelly's fine yeah but when you're there on your own kind of thing um but amazingly like a couple of the locals so anna lidbone who's a local or an ex-pro she's here and she was actually doing the visuals the video and stuff for the race and she happened to be she came and sort of found me at or realized it was me crashed and i think she texted rinnie Mm. um because she didn't have julie's number and then um julia who does the um the animated cards and stuff she was i think she tried to get in contact with some people as well um but obviously i when i did finally get my phone back um like last night the race director came to me in hospital and he managed to bring my morning clothes bag um and I turned my phone on and there was like this like like pinging of messages of everyone like you've disappeared off the tracker what's going on are you okay can you ring me and like missed calls are going um we're about to send a search party out to you can you just ring us and tell us you're okay can you say a thumbs up and I was like okay yep I'll tell one person and please tell everybody because I'm not meant to be uh, exactly. yeah exactly yeah yeah uh which is why we're keeping it short. Uh, no, but yeah, the yes. thing I feel like with like you're saying with concussions is you do have to like rest. You'll right and like you'll probably be fine. You'll in a, give it a week too, right? Yeah. Like you'll see doctors when you're back in Boulder. But it does. I mean, you do this as a pro, right? It's it's shitty enough when you get hit 
as but then it also takes it's also expensive it also takes out and, and you can't work and you can't yeah do it's shit for a while yeah like I'm trying not to think about that stuff at the moment and just be grateful that it's not oh, anything yeah. worse in terms of broken bones especially like we've just seen Elliot back and um another local coach in Boulder get hit and run and stuff um but yeah you know you and I had a long build up to this race so like lots of hours and I felt I was in a really good place to give it a really good shot not just for you know a Kona spot but a challenge for that that top step sort of thing um and then so when you don't finish a race whether it's your control or not I'm not sure whether that makes it better or worse but um at least I know there was a car involved I think and it wasn't just me (laughs) crashing crashing on my own on a straight flat bit of road which is a bit worrying um but yeah obviously like no no prize money no sponsor bonuses I've got the expense of fixing a bike because I'm not sponsored. Well, um, the Brazil, the Brazil race director said he's going to give you a new bike. So. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, they, I have to say they have been amazing with the hospital and stuff. Um, so full credit to them and checking up. Um, but you know, then I go back and I have to get more checks and tests and scans in in the US, and then I don't know when I'm going to be able to race again, and that's more. And then I was meant to be, you know, I was saying to you, I was meant to be commentating for Ironman this weekend. At Boulder? Uh, well, uh, in Boulder, but for Ironman Hamburg. So the mm. overnight overnight mm. shift, which, you know, it's, I, I like doing it and I'd been looking forward to doing it, but it is also money. Um, and I can't do that anymore. Um, so, yeah, it just, it, it just, and it, again, <laughs> it's frustrating because I there are not many opportunities left in my career when I have something like this um on not not on a plate that's wrong but a a potential opportunity there to have a great day and just to execute a really good process um and when yeah that's taken away it's hard but obviously health is key and important and as you know and triathlon is just triathlon at the end of the day and and stuff like and you know just it'll work itself out I hope kind of thing you give yourself like good rest right now and and you'll be back pretty quickly exactly so So, yeah so So, but yes so what that did end up being yeah but there 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 is there is I have to say next time there is a lot more to what happened in the week (laughs) that like not just the race day, but the week leading up. So I'll talk. I'll talk about that and explain that next okay. time. Yeah, that was our update yeah. on Brazil. I guess it's uh, yeah. <laughs> not not as exciting. <laughs> the other race yeah. we uh we wanted to touch on, obviously, um, less less dramatic was the the World Triathlon race. I, I don't know well, if you watched semi less dramatic. I saw bits of it, yeah, right. um, and saw the results because that was Saturday for me. So it was when I was kind of downtime pre race. Um, so super cool to see Georgia Taylor Brown back. Mm-hmm. I think you know she got maybe I don't know whether she sort of got a kick up the ass last time in the race. Um, so that's Brits on the women's side winning one, two, three in the first three races of the season. Yes, um, different three different Brits taking three different the first Brits. Place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, personally, super chuffed to see Taylor Spivey take third. Um, and then the overall series and now lead the series. I think. You know, she's one of the, and I think she had COVID recently as well. She again, did yeah. Um, I sounded like she tested negative like a week ago, and yeah. Missed, so, but I think just like one of the most consistent mm-hmm. performers in US triathlon, but always kind of maybe that fourth kind of place, and never gets the full, but is always consistently there, but never gets the recognition. But now she's a few podiums this year and World Series leader, so I think that's super exciting. Um. And then really the other thing was like the men's side, the battle between Hayden and Alex, um, which was super exciting seeing those two, that rivalry really coming coming yeah. to the front. But it feels like just... Hayden Wild and Alex E are now like officially like the best short course racer. Like it's always it's always yeah. the two of them, right? It's just yeah. it's, it's... yeah, especially like Alex had that tumble at the start. Um oh, yeah. and still like kind of managed to to get back and um be the two of them battling out at the end um but then right behind them it was like 
France, 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 France. I know, that, and that's what I wanted to say. I was like, I'm not sure how many people picked up, but if you looked further down the start, the results list, it was just, and that was without Vincent Louis. So it was just like Connex and yeah, Bajer and yeah. So that I think is warning shots fired um, to the rest of the world For as sure. well. Obviously, yeah. other big news. I mean, you you gave us the updates on the British, naturally, of course. Yeah. But I have to, I have to be here for the Americans and say the other big news, of course, was both Katie Zafaris and Gwen Jorgensen were back on WTCS start lines. Big yes. deal. Katie continue like Katie obviously continues to improve, come back kind of post pregnancy. Um, Gwen did get lapped out. We will say that there were short laps. A lot of people got yeah. left out. Mario Mola got left out too. Yeah, um, it was like a 38k course with 10 laps. So that's 3.8k. Yeah. So it's not that's not huge. Yeah. But and it was a large short course racing. Yeah. A large amount of the field DNF'd. Um yeah. not by choice. Yeah. So, you know, obviously that's very discouraging in your if you like want to be making the Olympics in three yeah. months, but it is what it is. It yeah. Is what it is. <laughs> yeah. The only team slightly harder than the U.S. women's team to make is the British women's team. So. Women's team to make, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then I think the other um, news I actually literally just saw it uh, today. I think was is um, Gustav Eden's just taking some time away from sport after his mum has passed away. I think so. Um, yeah, super sad news on that front. Because like we kind of started this with, I guess you know sometimes you triathlon still just triathlon. Yes, exactly. Yes. All right. Well, next week, we hopefully go. you'll feel better and we'll be able to talk Hamburg and all the other stuff. I should have lots of free time. So <laughs> it'll be fine. <laughs> or my Uber bill is going to be huge. <laughs> Either way. Yeah. All right. All right. Feel better, Sid. Yes. Thank you. Thanks, Kelly. Okay. I am not going to solve any problems. Uh, give me a few years and then maybe. But uh, no, just kidding. Um, yeah. Concussions. Why is this? Why is this a relevant topic? This is a relevant topic. Obviously, like, uh, you know, on our Sid Talk segment, she uh, was just talking about how she, you know, had one of those crashes. And I, I think you probably had them where you don't even remember how you crashed, right? And so obviously when you lose consciousness, like you have to take, you have to be careful, right? You have to like, make sure you follow all these protocols and how long it takes you to come back. And I think the thing, so I was talking to Sid kind of after she was recovering, um, and the thing that's so hard is like, you don't know how you're going to recover, right? Like, you just don't know if this is one of those ones where like, you'll be fine in a week or like, I got a concussion back in January. And I mean, I haven't told it, like talked about it a ton, but like, it's still really bad for me. And it wasn't even that bad a concussion. So I think this is like one of the things increasingly in our sport, we're like realizing. It's yeah. Rough. What's, what's, what's happening for you? Yeah. So I, uh, I mean, do you, like I had a concussion in January. I hit and, uh, I blacked out and I hit my head on a sink and then fell on the floor. Um, so it's not, that's bad, but it's not like I didn't get hit by a car, if that makes sense. So it wasn't like getting hit by a car would be worse. So we're going to rank trauma getting hit by a car is like the top. <laughs> um, but somehow I, uh, I like messed up my, like the thing that regulates hormones in the back of your head, like with the whippling, and so my hormone regulation has been all messed up. And it, I mean, if I tell people my symptoms, they're basically like, sounds like you're going through menopause, which I Googled. Can you go through menopause at 37? And it seems unlikely. Um, but that actually turned, so that's just been really, unlike I did the Moro Bay race and I had to pull out because I was just like, this is not good. And it's been, and since then I've basically just like had to sleep a bunch. And that was still like, that was a week and a half ago. And that was almost four months after the concussion. And now I basically am just like, I don't think I can really even do training until I like fully recover from this. But no one would have thought that it was that bad when it happened. What, how have your, how has your doctor responded to this? Well, and this, and I like, maybe we're just getting into the details of my life here, but like, it's a good lesson for everyone. I'm really interested. I'm sorry. So I, so really bad concussion end of January, I was in France. I had a, very French doctor who told me to whatever it was a really bad experience. He told me there was no way I had a concussion. I was just hysterical. I, cause I, we had the, we had been, there had been a party the night before. So he was like, you're just hungover. Um, that's why you're throwing up. And I was like, no, no, it's not. Like I started throwing up after I hit my head and he was like, just calm down. So then when I finally got back from France, which was like five days later, I was like, no, this is really bad. Got a CT scan. And then like that kind of starts the US proto, right? And 
and through all of that, like through, for like a month and a half, it seemed like kind of normal progression, like we're kind of standard for concussion stuff. Like you have to rest a lot. You have to take breaks, can't watch screens, but it was getting better. And then I thought I would basically thought I was all the way better. And I like was fully back to training like two months out and I tried to do a half marathon. And I think that might've just overloaded me. Cause then since then it kind of like took a tank, but that's the thing doctors don't really understand. Like telling them I tried to run a half marathon and I had to drop out. Like that's not a, that's not a symptom. Like doctor, like that doesn't make sense to doctors. Right. They're like, well, I couldn't run a half marathon. You're like, no, no, like, no. Like I literally could run this distance like two weeks ago. Um, and that's just been bad since then, but it's been really hard to explain to doctors because like your symptoms, like don't make, like saying like, no, like I'm real, like I can't get off the couch for like four days. They're like, well, you might just be stressed. And you're like, no man, like, no. So it's taken a really long time to like get all the tests. And then you have to go through this whole process of like tests. And I think anyone who's done the American healthcare system knows it's like a referral. And then like three weeks later, you like finally get your call back and then you make an appointment for two weeks from then. And then they put tests in and then that's two more weeks. And then, and it just, it just takes forever. So, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I can see why they wouldn't necessarily put it together. Like I, I honestly, all the bike crashes I've heard of and concussions, I've never heard of symptoms like that. Um, And I'm definitely not an expert. Apparently it's like, there's more research now. Yeah. That you can like mess up your hormone regulation. Um, And now, and it's gotten so bad. Now I'm having like regular concussion symptoms where like headaches, blurry vision, you know, that kind of thing again, four months later. So it's like, but yeah, it's, or you take, I mean, this is another very, my husband uh, had a bad bike crash, went to the hospital, like all, you know, you just have a concussion, you're fine. He was like two months of like, clearly not fine. Like he, and this was like, he was like, tip, I could like, he was like stumbling walking sometimes, you know, like tipping and you were like, this isn't right. And it turned out he had a bleed in his brain that they missed. Ouch. And by the time they like believed us, it was like two and a half centimeters and they had to do surgery. Right. So it's like, I think there's all kinds of things that like, they actually don't know that much about the brain. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, hopefully people aren't listening to this podcast saying I'm never going to ride my bike again because there's some serious stuff that can happen. Um, yeah. That was like a total segue, like total veer into veer into Kelly's like personal trauma. So. But I, I, I think it is a really important discussion to have because this is, this is something that happens in our sport and it's something that we don't take seriously enough. It happens. If you ride, you'll, you will crash. And I see people all the time riding in Atlanta, no helmet. I'm just like, dude, that is not, I've had three bad crashes. And fortunately I've never had a head injury. I've lost some skin, <laughs> a lot of skin. Um, but I've never, I've never had, a, um, a head injury. I know my my brother my brother played football and um he's had a couple of concussions and it's it's serious. And to see a, a guy that I mean he's like 6'3, 250, and to see a guy that big, you know, stumbling or needing to lean right. on me, that's no joke. Yeah. There's like um yeah, the stumblings, like the one you gotta like if you see if you see somebody having like neuromuscular control, this is just like my like you gotta go to the emergency room. That's where it's like that's a big problem. That's like not good. All the other like headaches, fatigue, like that's usually just like you could rest and make sure you take breaks and all that kind of thing. Yeah, but there there okay. are there are symptoms that people don't necessarily tie yeah. to it, like yeah. you know, mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um like the number of people who, who end up with really severe depression, who've never had a history of it before. Uh, I mean, that's like you, your, your cognitive patterns can totally shift. I mean, it's really serious stuff. Um, like how you function in the world can be fundamentally altered by having a concussion. So in February, when I was still like really bad, cause it was like, and I just basically didn't work all of February. Cause I would just like get up do like my, like a 40 minute easy run and then like go back to bed for a while. Right. Just to like have activity and stuff. Uh, somebody was asking me like, Oh, well your mental health, like how are you depressed? And it's like one of those things where you're like, well, this is a goddamn depressing situation. I think my emotional state is appropriate for what is happening. I like, but then anyway, that's a separate point. But I also think sometimes you're like, I feel like this is the appropriate reaction for how shitty this is. 
Yeah. I mean, it it's not necessarily, you know, a result of the concussion, but the circumstances around it. Right. You're like, <laughs> um, so... Oh. You also, I mean, you also had, Sarah, you had like some crazy like brain heat issue. I just think about, I remember you telling me about that. And like the brain does crazy things. It takes the brain a while sometimes to like to sort heal. itself out. Yeah. And it may never heal, you know, like it, you just don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty scary. Um, I think we take it for granted. It's nice when it works. Um, you know, <laughs> it does a lot. <laughs> Sometimes, it's one of those. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, hamstring cramp, hamstring cramp, hamstring cramp. Ah! <laughs> Sarah is dealing with a hamstring cramp right now, which uh, okay, you I was see like, on camera. Is, I was like, is this an inside <laughs> joke that I'm not privy to? She's really having a cramp. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and it looks very painful, but it's also stand up, really, stand really up. funny. Don't just sit there. Stand up. Stand up. Oh my gosh! Are you okay? Are you gonna be okay? Okay. I'm all right. I'm all right. Okay, so <laughs> earlier today I was riding and my saddle dropped um because I hadn't tightened the bolt properly, and of course I didn't bring the right size wrench. So I'm doing these hard efforts on the bike. My saddle's not the right height. Um, and for sure, I'm paying the price for it right now. Oh my goodness. I did I did stop at a bike shop and tightened it down and went back to normal. Okay. But oh <laughs> that was just really funny because we were sitting there talking about how like you know you can't really know what the body's gonna do. It just does its own thing. Do you enjoy seeing me in pain? Is it's that really what you're funny. saying, Kelly? <laughs> It just made me think about, you know, like all the crazy shit your body does, like when you're like peak training, like all the things that we're used to and you try to explain to a doctor and they're like, what the hell are you talking about? You get a Charlie horse at a meeting and you're trying to act composed and nobody I work with does any kind of sports. Or I'm totally fine. Yes. fine. <laughs> Sorry, I just killed the conversation. Yeah, no, it's cool. I don't really have anywhere else to go with that. So... Anyway, other than that, though, this past weekend, uh, yeah, we were talking about Sid's recovery and from her crash. And then there was a big, big uh, WTCS race, which is always exciting. Um, And then, yeah, we have like a lot of racing coming up this year. I'm pretty excited about it. Wait, I thought you were a basketball person now. All right. Sorry. All right. I should really (laughs) focus on the NBA finals. Uh, I mean, if you're not pro nuggets, what are you even doing? That meant nothing to you guys. You're like, who? No, <laughs> I like nuggets. Like, <laughs> how did, how did the basketball come about? You'd have to ask Sarah number one. Cause, uh, it's a little unclear. Okay. Uh, yeah. We're expanding into other sports beyond, beyond endurance sports. So. She may have just said, what are cute outfits that I can wear? Like, what what sport lends itself well to some reels? <laughs> no, when you talk about women's sports, generally speaking, you almost always are actually talking about uh, soccer and basketball because those are, like, the biggest women's sports uh, from a financial perspective. And then you're talking about, like, individual Olympic sports, usually, like, tennis, um, swimming. But so, like, so anyway, so we've been talking, like, women's sports are obviously this bigger topic, and bat- women's basketball is really blowing up these days. Like, if you watch the NCAA tournament, it was pretty crazy. Um, WNBA, you know, here's a fun fact I learned. The WNBA has only 144 roster spots, whereas the NBA, depending on how you count, because they have different contracts, has about 500. So it's really, really, really hard to make the WNBA. They basically only draft, like, it's around 20 people a year and like half of them get cut before camp's over. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like, it's like really hard to make WNBA. That's crazy. Is that just because of finances? It's just because it's like they, at this point they should expand, but they've been growing so slowly because they're like, I mean, whatever we could get into why, but like they're nervous about expanding too quickly. Cause they do, they are profitable. They may actually make quite a lot of money, but they just want it to like, they want to like be, so at this point, they should expand and have more teams and like expand rosters, but they like haven't yet. So 
Okay, so it's it's number of teams and number of people on each roster. Right. Okay, right. it's two things, twofold. Two things, right. yeah. Like the Bay Area wants a team, uh, Toronto wants a team, and they just like haven't expanded. I know in Atlanta, the women's team is more popular really than the men's team. It's like, and that's so, so yes, why we're, that's basically why we're coming to basketball because it's the women's basketball is, is the thing, the hot new thing. And they have cool shoes. And Feisty gets a big sticker. Right. Oh yeah. The, the real reason is because Feisty is like, so they have like a big sticker on the court and we're going to make TikToks. It's all about the TikTok video. Oh, right. I just pumped about the sticker. <laughs> I am so excited about the sticker. Like, I can't even. I can't even. Yeah. Like, are they, the, are they I, called stickers when you put them on the court like that? Or there's no like fancy name? There might be a fancy. They ordered it from a custom big sticker company. So, so it's just big sticker. I guess. All right. All right. <laughs> You're right. I'm sure there's a technical name for it. Probably, yeah. But my inner middle school girl is like, yeah, stickers. Yeah. I really liked stickers for a while. Really? Like the scratch and stuff ones. Oh, yeah. yeah those were awesome. I feel like we're just learning so much about each other every week. The wall in my van is covered with stickers. Ooh, what kinds of stickers? Just like, you know, you go to a race, they give you a, a sticker of whatever. And then I have a map that's made up of stickers of the state. So every state I drive to or I race in, I put the sticker on. But what counts for being in a state? Because I've had this contest before. And like, how long do you have to be there? What do you like for it to count that you visited? Well, at least the amount of time it takes to drive through or race, which is for me is a significant amount of time. So <laughs> You have to get out of your car. That's for sure. Yeah. You you raced in Alaska, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't drive so, there though. Okay, so you can't get a sticker for Alaska. Oh, she, but oh, I raced there. Yeah, she. You raced can get there. a. I think you can get a sticker for that. Yeah, especially because I swim in fifty-two degree water. I deserve all the stickers for that. Okay. <laughs> okay, so What's- next race when random people come to your van, mm-hmm. should they bring stickers in tribute? Ah, that's a good idea. So this is what, okay. So this, this is the new tradition. Sarah has created the tradition. I will post the screaming video. I will pan and then you have to find me, but I will only open the door if you present stickers. (laughs) Stickers, plural. All right. (laughs) Not just one. Unless it's a really big, like basketball court size one. Yeah. All right, Sarah, I feel like we ought to, I feel like, I feel like this has just been a weird episode. We ought to we'll wrap up with your question of the week. Okay. So this is very topical, especially considering my whole hamstring thing. Um, <laughs> all right. So say you're riding your bike and you see somebody whose saddle is just way too low. Like it looks painful. It's so low. Do you say something? No. No. Okay. Why? Do you think Especially you do? not if it's a guy. No. Yeah. See, that's what I was going to say is I'm always having these middle-aged guys like say things to me. When, like I've had people ride past me and be like, oh, you should put your saddle higher. And I'm like, fuck you. I definitely know more about biking than you. You're definitely wrong. This bike was fit. Like, so yeah, that's why I'm like, no, you never get up in someone's space and start giving them advice. I, I never would either, but I so often just see these things. I'm like, if only you would enjoy riding your bike yeah. so much better if this little thing was changed. But I, I never would say it. No. I think it. But obviously there are people out there in the world who do say it. But are there a lot of people who are not between 42 and 57 year old men who would do and say that? Excellent point. Excellent yeah. point. Well, if any of our listeners... Like, do this on a regular basis. We want to hear why. Uh, we also look forward to maybe Jocelyn. So Jocelyn's not here this week. Maybe she is a a secret, you know, bike seat person who, yeah, guru. Um, well, I was I was going to use a, a less uh, positive uh, descriptor, but that's my own bias there. Uh, yeah. But in the meantime, we we thank you for listening to another episode of If We're Writing, and we'll check in with you next week, hopefully all four of us, 
and we get some basketball stories. None of you people can tell me to stop My town, my crown We know what it takes to be reaching the top We're reaching the top We're reaching the top We know what it takes to be reaching the top All right, Alyssa, I'm like starting to swim more again. And I feel like you were swimming a lot last year with oh, with one water. And how did you keep your hair from get, like, getting so destroyed? I was swimming so much last year. And I used to try hard, Kelly, and I still swear by it. They have extensively researched this problem and created a superior vegan, dermatologically tested proprietary blend. Try hard has shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and more stuff. Everything you're gonna need for your pre and post swim necessities. I've also seen that top pros like Chelsea Sodaro and Lucy Charles Barkley also praise the effectiveness of Try Hard. I think it's like it's definitely changed how good I feel just coming out of chlorine. And we have a code right now too for anyone who wants to try, you know, <laughs> try Try Hard and stop suffering from dry, itchy skin, having their hair get all, you know, green, which happens to me because mine's like super blonde and get all beat up. You can try any of the Try Hard products with the code 20FEISTY, that's two zero FEISTY, for 20% off store-wide at tryhard.co. So that's 20FEISTY for 20% off at tryhard.co. I'm personally very excited to have Precision Fuel and Hydration signing on as a new Feisty Try sponsor. Precisely because of their commitment to education and to making sure that all the women lining up for triathlons this year have all the information you need to fuel your races. Like, did you know women often underfuel and more typically complain about gel consistency, which I know I personally like really love the light and easy to get down precision gels, which still have 30 grams of carbohydrates. But the most important thing is to test all of this yourself. And that's why you can use Precision Sweat Testing Spreadsheet to do your own testing and to calculate your own sweat loss. And look, like I know that can sound intimidating. I also was, uh, but it's really super manageable. When you enter your numbers into their formula, it spits out how much sweat you lose, how much sodium, and then you can calculate and figure out what works for you. And then you can book your totally free consultation with their sports scientists who will walk you through your own race plan. You can find all of this information and a ton more on female fueling, hydration, things to know in the Precision Fuel and Hydration Knowledge Hub on their website. And you can test out their gels, drink mixes, electrolyte pills, and their specially formulated flow gel, which is made just for how people fuel in long course triathlon. Get 15% off your first order with the code FTP15. That's FTP, the number 15, like feisty triathlon pods or like functional threshold power. FTP15 at pfandh.com. <laughs> 